Welcome back to the Sudish podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Kareem Baksh, the youngest son of Abdul Khan, mounted up with a specialized force of troops, hoping to push back the six and find the corpse of his elder brother. Chapter 39 now begins describing how the younger son of Abdul Khan quickly then flowed forward toward the battlefield, getting closer and causing more and more havoc along the way. With great passion, they clashed from all sides. There were a great clamor arose. In the battlefield, jackals were roaming around with meat in their mouth, eating the dead bodies. Crows were shrieking, pecking at the blood and guts. Yoganis had filled their skull cups with blood. Drinking it, they were dancing in ecstasy, waving their freaky hair on their head. Their terrifying mouths were laughing, occasionally biting the bodies and the heads of the warriors ripping pieces apart with their large teeth, using the tail of horses to string together a rosary of heads that they were picking up from the battlefield, also roping in hands and arms. They placed these rosaries around their neck, looking at others and threatening, cussing others. They were ripping off the front feet of horses, picking them up and roaming around with them in their hands. Some had intestines wrapped around their neck, Many ghosts and spirits were dancing around in a freaky fashion, eating meat and drinking blood drenched in this red blood. The battlefield was a terrifying sight. The strength of the Turks had decreased just looking at it. Bullets were being fired all at once. Quickly, everybody was moving around and roaming, pressing in. Some were refilling their rifles with gunpowder, putting the bullet down the barrel, pressing down and down again with their loader stick properly packing in their gunpowder and bullet, then they would set the match properly, then pulling back the trigger while aiming, doing this all very quickly while letting off countless bullets in the battlefield. This is how countless were killed and how they killed countless. Many were snapping back their bowstrings, letting off countless arrows, pulling arrows out of the quivers, putting them in the bowstring notch, aiming, pulling back as far back as they can to their ear, injuring, maiming, and killing many. It was a vicious, tumultuous war. Both sides merged and clashed, swinging spears, impaling warriors, pulling out the spear. Blood was falling on the ground. Swords were slicing, chopping. The beautiful warriors were falling down just in an instant from spears and javelins, all impaling them. Many were hit with weapons and were spinning in the battlefield. Some had their shields up and were taking the blows, the strikes on that, blocking them. Some had gotten so close, pulling out their katar, punched daggers, piercing many in the gut. Swords were spinning over and over again. Everybody was bathing in blood, becoming drenched in this red color. Hands had become stiff and firm from wielding swords over and over again. Some had broken their swords. They were only left holding their handle and would just beat people with that handle itself. Some warriors felt hopeless. They ran away. They were filled with fear, these cowards. Then Kareem Baksh, he got close to the front with his specially picked forces, yelling out loudly to them, saying, Everybody, hold the line while we kill the enemy. There are only a few six left in front of us. Let's kill them all and throw them to the ground. Encircle the Guru. Everybody together now. Let's not let them escape. We'll capture them alive in the battlefield. Otherwise, we'll kill them. We won't let them escape. Great victory will be ours. You'll receive great wealth and property. You'll live in peace at home drinking wine and eating kebabs. The whole world will praise you greatly and you'll receive great respect wherever you go. This is how Kareem Baksh was giving them hope and support. And in taking these troops with him, he reached the front 
when he got forward with speed on his horse, Bidhichan saw him and then paused to remember Guru Hargobind, placing in his bow arrows, letting them off, killing whoever came in front of him while maneuvering around on his horse here and there, over and over again, Bidhichan was just decimating the Thoriks. At that point, Karim Baksh grabbed his spear, making his horse dance while killing many. His two helpers, the two Khatris, Ratanchan, Kherirsan and Karam Chandu's kid, they also had many troops with them, shouting out, kill, kill. They were cutting down many Sikhs and throwing them aside. Then many Sikh warriors pressed forward enthusiastically, like a hawk swoops down when seeing meat. They were engaged in close quarter combat, pushing, shoving, using their close arms to fight, while also using their long swords to cut and block with their shield. The blood-drenched swords were breaking against the shields while others were cutting off arms, dropping warriors to the ground. Great piles of bodies were now emerged with streams of blood flowing forward as well. The pressure by the Khans, the enemy army moved the Sikhs back. It was a great amount of Turks that pressed in. How could they stop that? The Sikhs moved back to their initial position where they had first stolen ground, where the eldest son, Abdul Khan Nabibaksh, was killed. Karim Baksh then saw his brother's limbs cut up there, his body separate, his head spread out on the ground. It was terrifying for him. He fell to the ground, tears came to his eyes, and he cried out. But then he got back up in great rage. He pressed forward, suppressing attacks, striking others, causing many to run. Nobody could face off against him, withstand his attack. He faced many Sikhs, and they all fled. He killed countless others in the battlefield. This youngest son of the Nawab, Abdul Khan, he fought so fiercely. Such grief in his heart, he fought in great anger. Bidhi Chan looked over and saw some Sikhs running, so he grabbed his bow and very sharp arrows, and shooting them off, they would go straight through the enemies. Just by himself, he was stopping that pressing force forward, that force of the Turks would push the Sikh forces back, and he was just whipping them. He pushed these forces back, making them stop. There was a great clash now, and people screamed and shouted greatly. Bidichan stopped his pressing force like a massive tidal wave smashes against a massive pillar. Then seeing Karim Bakshi yelled out to him forcefully saying, Stand still you coward, where are you going? Fight me if you want to die. Karim Bakshi heard this, he was pissed. He grabbed his spear, sped up on his horse, he was getting close to Bidichan and he struck him with his spear. The spear hit Bidichan's saddle. The Guru was graceful and protected Bidichan who then pulled out his double-edged vicious Khanda sword and cut the spear's shaft in half. It fell in two parts, he, and then he yelled out, saying, Don't go anywhere now. Let me have a strike. I won't let you go now, so just stay still. You tied this knot around your arm, a symbol of going into battle. So now it's not right for you to be a coward and run away. Have some shame. Karim Bakshi was just turning around. He heard that, and he turned back towards Bidijan, just like how a snake quickly turns when pressing its tail. Karim Baksh took out a Tega sword, thinking he'll kill him, and just in that thought, he struck at Bidichan, who placed his shield ahead and protected himself. Karim Baksh got even more pissed and turned around again at Bidichan, striking at him. Bidichan used his Khanda sword to parry and move that strike across, and in that moment, Bidichan's eyes went red. He jumped his horse forward while gritting his teeth and struck down with that Khanda sword so forcefully that it sliced Karim Baksh's head in half. The tenacious warrior Karim Baksh fell to the ground. Bidichan just roared like a tiger after that. 
All the cons saw this and they pushed back when they saw their commander get sliced up. They couldn't hold any resolve. They were just super afraid. At that point, the both the Qataris, Ratanchan and Karamchan were deflated. They pushed back. They didn't go forward at all. They had killed both the kids of the main general, Abdul Khan, who could face in front of the Guru and the Sikhs. Both of them felt so sad and defeated. No one faced off against the Sikhs at this point. All the enemy was filled with fear. They were also afraid of going back and facing the main commander, Abdul Khan, as well. So they wouldn't go all the way back. They were just wrapped up in this fear and worry, thinking what to do next. So they booked it and they ran to a different direction. First, Nabi Baksh was killed, the eldest, then the youngest, Kareem Baksh, was killed. So their forces then, at that point, just bounced. Bidichan had pushed back with his forces, these Turks. When cutting down with his sword, he was making a ha-ha noise, putting all his effort into these strikes. Many of his enemies fell, being cut up. Others, they ran away. The warriors had their naked swords just shining, dripping in blood. They were firmly grasped in their hands. There were many Sikhs with Bidichan. Jagana, Moluk, they all moved along with Bidichan on horseback. Their swords were just stuck in their grips and it, they were dripping with blood. The enemy army in great fear ran away now. At some point though, somebody ran to tell the main commander, Abdul Khan, and said, What are you doing here? Your second kid just died. He pushed forward and was fighting alone. The Sikhs scared off all the other troops. No one fought ahead. It was just a duel between your son and a sick soldier. He cut off your kid's head and then the entire army ran away watching that. Abdul Khan heard this and just exploded in grief. Tears flowed greatly from his eyes. That's how chapter 39 concludes. In the next chapter we're going to hear how he mounts up and fights against the forces of Guru Hargobind. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.